Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Right block, Valanciunas. He's at 15 feet, though. He jabs. He drives. Running hook. Gobert blocked it. Two-time right there. Here come the Jazz the other way. They're on a 15-2 run. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Pow! Up top to Donovan. Good look. Gives it back to Joe. Corner three. Happy Valley. Got it! Beautiful play out of the timeout by Quinn Snyder. And the Jazz have their largest fourth quarter lead of eight. Jazz are back in action. That was them beating Memphis. Can they go back-to-back? They're playing the Spurs today on AT&T Sportsnet, 11 a.m. Our coverage begins at 10 a.m. with the pregame show. But the Jazz aren't going to have most of the big names. Mike Conley out with right knee soreness. Royce O'Neal has right calf soreness. Donovan Mitchell has a left perineal strain. And they couldn't come up with anything Rudy Gobert, so he's just out for rest. Joe Ingles is available. Right foot soreness. PK, the Jazz clearly want no part of... They've been playing these guys about 35 minutes a night. No part of... Or a day, I guess. A morning, in this case. But 35 minutes a game going back-to-back. They want no part of that. They're they're just going to play the bench in this one and see if they can beat the Nuggets. Maybe get a little momentum by beating a quality team. A Nuggets win would be the best win of this uh, eight-game stretch for them. Yeah, I'm taking the morning off. I got nothing for you. <laughs> so you're more Rudy Gobert than you are uh, Mike Conley? Your knee's okay? Your vocal cords are fine? It's just rest. I have general soreness. It was uh, old Mike Marshall. General soreness. Uh, I, I remember. The excuse they used for resting him. About the <laughs> Dodgers. The, the outfielder, not the pitcher. So yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna cruise this morning. So you carry it. I'll, I'll chip in here and there, but not much. Don't expect a whole lot from me today. General soreness is an all timer. He's out. General soreness. Uh, Joe yeah. Ingles likes to play, and he's got uh, the you know the long uh, play game. I have to look it up what the street what the actual number is, the Iron Man streak, and all that. Twenty minutes over or under for Joe PK? I'd say over. Yeah. Not by much, then. Low 20s. Just a a guess. Yeah. All right, well, it's what's left of the Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs at 11 a.m. The Jazz clearly loading up for the Nuggets game tomorrow. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Game slows the pace down as he brings it up. Isaac steps back. Three-pointer. Got it! Ties his own franchise record with 11 made threes. Dame's got 43, and the Blazers lead by four. Dame again one-on-one with Dozier. Crosses over, dribbles, drives up and under off the glass, and banks it in for two. 45 for Damian Lillard. It's a 10-point game. Damian Lillard goes for 45 points. He also had 12 assists. And Portland wins again. They beat the Nuggets 125-115. to They are now... 3-1 and one in the bubble, and PK, they are firmly in the ninth spot, and they have got a decent shot at getting to the eighth spot, which means they just have to win one out of two from Memphis if they were to get there. They're half game behind the Grizzlies now. 
Game and a half up on the Suns and Spurs. The Blazers, think the Lakers won any part of them in the opening round? Uh, who are you going to play? I mean, you got to play somebody. So you get an easy first round maybe, and you get the second round. I mean, you if you don't want any part of them, then you're not going to win the title. If okay, that's your line of thinking and your mindset, then you got no chance. Then I will rephrase with the Lakers having lost to the Rockets 113-97. to You've already said uh, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. if they came in, you know, roughly semi-even in terms of championship potential, looking at the Lakers, who are missing guys, right? Avery Bradley didn't go. Rondo's been out, although they're getting him back here. But, uh... You've said, eh, that's not an even race between those three for the title. The Lakers have flaws. Do you think the Lakers have enough flaws that the Blazers could knock them out in the first round? Yes. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, James Harden, 39-12. and 12. 39 points, 12 assists as the Rockets beat the Lakers 113-97. Portland getting in. Beating Memphis and then knocking off the Lakers. That would shake things up. That make Damian Lillard look like he's really calling his shot too, right? Because he didn't want to go at first unless they had a legit shot at the playoffs. So they create this format, which the Blazers may not need. They might just play themselves right past the Grizzlies into the eighth spot. The Grizzlies are taking on water here with a five-game losing streak. So The Pelicans, the dream was to get the Pelicans in there, and that's clearly uh, not happening. They got beat again. Sacramento beat them 140 to 125. And the Clippers win, too. They beat the Dallas Mavericks 126 to 111. Zubak, who had been out and was one of the five guys missing, came up big 21 points, 15 rebounds for the Clippers in their win over the, the Mavericks. And the Clippers now a game and a half clear of the Denver Nuggets. It looks like the Clippers should finish second. Thought they would. Uh, Nuggets closed there for a minute, but uh, the Clippers have a little bit of a buffer here again. Uh, Clippers coach Doc Rivers said he's still waiting to get his team at full strength. Hopes to see it before the playoffs. Uh, asked when, he said, that's a good question. He was asked on uh, where they are on a scale of 1 to 10. He says, I don't know, 6 or 7. We still have Trez out. Montrez Harrell. Uh, we have, still have several guys that have minute restrictions to put a major problem on us tonight, especially with guards. We still have Pat out, referencing Patrick Beverly. Do you think they'll be that good when they've had their whole team together? They haven't actually had their whole team together. Will it be too many guys and not enough minutes? Screw up roles and all that stuff? No, I don't think so, because I think guys are playing minutes now that aren't expected to play bigger minutes. So then they'll go back to their regular rotations that they've had. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Those are to be determined for all of us, you know, as we move forward and the type of buy-in and, you know, really what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. I mean, guys are working really hard to get to know one another. I think you just have to do what you can with what we're all dealing with. Try to make the most of it and try to understand that we're, you know, the clock's ticking on all of us. And, you know, we've got a lot of work to do in a very short amount of time. That's Tom Brady setting some expectations for the Bucks, mentioning father time there. How high expectations do you have for the Bucks, PK? Playoff team? Super Bowl team? Super Bowl championship? Oh, I would say five Super Bowls in a row. Come on. Well, obviously, it's the ship. Why would you bring these guys in? Doesn't make any sense. Of course, they're looking to win the ship. You're very cutting edge. Very cool. It's very 21st century. 
Arizona Cardinals linebacker Chandler Jones says he doesn't believe breaking Michael Strand's single-season record for sacks will be tough to do. He had 19 sacks last year. The record's 22 and a half. I don't think that's hard to get, and I feel like if there was a year to do it, this could be it, honestly, for me. That's a personal goal of mine, but we have more help on our team. We have a better team. Cardinals need to be better. Obviously, that division's been good, sending the, the Rams and the Niners to the Super Bowl the last couple years. Seattle looks pretty good as well. So they better have a better team because that division looks really good. Yeah, I pray they do. It's more your sisters, isn't it? Or both of them or just one of them? Season ticket holder. Well, I got all my sisters in me. No, okay. my one sister. I don't think my other sister gives a rip. <laughs> The NFL is considering utilizing virtual fan technology this season as they await word on if fans will be allowed to attend games in person in any markets around the country. Green Bay has announced there'll be no fans at Lambeau Field for the first month. The league did utilize the digital fan technology for April's draft. So, All right, You like the digital fan technology better or you like the cardboard cutouts better? Uh, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm interested in the game. The other stuff I don't really care about. NFL's opt-out deadline came and went. 66 players opting out of the upcoming season. Almost half of them were either offensive or defensive linemen. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. If I was head coach and I was at a, in a Power 5 conference, whether it's the Big Ten or the ACC, I would go to my administration and I would sit down with our players and I would say, we can't play football. And that's exactly what I did. I was on the field as all this was going on in July. I called my athletic director and told him, I said, there's no way we can do this with all the things that we have to go through. That's UConn coach Randy Edsel. They are the first of 130 teams. We'll see if there's a second or if there's going to be more than that. But they're the first one to say they're not playing in 2020. PK, I just don't think many coaches are wired like that. He can say coaches should do that, but don't you think that just goes against how coaches are wired? Well, I think he's trying to have the party line here. So he's trying to protect his job, protect his money. If you're wondering where motivations are coming from, follow the money trail, and that will lead you to the answer. As our show ended yesterday, BYU announced that they're going to open their season against Navy. They'll be playing in Annapolis Monday, September 7th, primetime on Labor Day on ESPN. Just the third time that Navy and BYU have met, but it's a pretty good opener. And for a a program that craves exposure, how can you do better than primetime, the Monday night football slot, the week before the NFL starts? Oh, yeah, this is a home run. Uh, what did I say yesterday? A slam dunk home run? Yes. This would be a, this would be a grand yeah. slam dunk. No doubt about it, man. It absolutely is. It's great. Obviously, any, any chance, and particularly for the kids who get an opportunity to go back there, if it comes to pass, you know, Notre Dame was supposed to do it after they're supposed to play in Ireland and circumstances didn't allow it. But to be back there, I think it's a great educational opportunity also, too, you can go back because it's a weekend, a couple of days early. You know, I, I uh, have been to the Air Force Academy many times, and I, and I think it's something different. You feel like you're in something, you're in an environment that isn't the normal college campus. And for me, anyway, and I've taken my family there, you, you, I think you get a, you just feel different. You get a good ounce of respect, maybe, that you didn't have 
maybe you already had it, I don't know. But for me, you know, you really felt like it was something beyond a football game. And it's a great football game, game matchup. Uh, you know, Navy has to replace Perry, who was just sensational last year, was their all-everything. Uh, but they did go 11-2, and it wasn't just a one-something. So uh, I'm real excited about this opportunity to watch this ball game. Waiting to hear officially what the Big Sky is going to do. Uh, there were reports from uh, guys who cover the FCS nationally that they were going to cancel the season, but the presidents met at 4 o'clock, and the Sac State president came out and talked to the uh, the student paper there, and it looks like they might be moving the league season to the spring, but maybe some schools are going to be playing non-conference games. Maybe they got some money games they're going to try and salvage. SUU at uh, Utah State is one. So expecting an official announcement out of the big sky. This is uh, the NCAA said if 50% of the teams don't play the regular season, then they'll cancel the playoffs. And the big sky moves that number really close to 50%, PK. The the playoff definitely uh, hanging by a thread. Well, I hope they play. Football players from the Mountain West Conference on Thursday, the latest group to unite and publicize a list of conditions to ensure their health and safety amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the stuff I saw written about this, it looks more like they're going after health stuff than they are some of the financial stuff that we heard out of the Pac-12. Less money, more health and safety. Well, I don't have any problem with kids or people trying to ensure their safety I just don't know that they have, speaking of these young players, any leverage to demand an extra year be returned to them if they don't play. And they, they, they sort of have, they have a voice now. There's no question they have a voice. How much power goes with that voice remains to be seen because every four or five years, you're going to have a whole new batch of kids there and life will go on with or without you. I certainly support the safety issues, but I wonder if the university is willing to go ahead and give them back years of eligibility because there's always a new class coming in. And so then how many kids are you going to have on scholarship there at that point? You know, because you'll have the incoming freshmen, they'll be on scholarship and all that stuff. So I'm not really sure how that will work. But I get the point on the safety, that's for sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. A drive to right field down the line, and that is a fair ball. Here comes a winning run. Locastro scores right behind him is Ahmed, and the Diamondbacks have walked off the Astros. They come from behind and win it 5-4 to four on the base hit off the bat of Cole Calhoun. Diamondbacks get the win. It was a bad start, but they're, uh, they've won a couple now, training back towards 500. It feels weird, PK. You know, the numbers, it's so early in the season, but then you look and you think, well, you really can't dig that big a hole because you just don't have that long to come back. Everything is compressed. Everything's magnified. And for the Diamondbacks, who are still in last place, but they're 5-8, and eight, three games under 500, and with eight teams going to the playoffs, if you get back to 500, you got a chance to get in. Hey, you just never know. You have to compete. And that Cole Calhoun played for the Salt Lake Bees uh, back when he's an Angels guy. It's an interesting story. He's a uh, kid who came out of the Phoenix area in the Valley, and uh, ASU, we didn't, they didn't think he was good enough. So he went up to Yavapai, which is up in Prescott, a junior college, and uh, he showed him. And then he got a deal to go to ASU and then played with the Angels, and now he's playing with the hometown team here. So 
one of these guys who didn't have all these flood of offers coming out of high school. In fact, the Devils didn't even want him coming out of high school. So good on him for proving people wrong and working his way all the way to the big leagues. It's a nice success story. Christian Yelich just hit his first inside the park home run. I thought about your story about uh, Geld when I heard when I heard he had the inside the park home run. You know, you you one up in your dad inside the park homer for the Brewers and the Brewers win. They beat the White Sox eight to three. And for uh, for Milwaukee now, they're back to five hundred, five and five, three and a half games behind the Cubs in the Central Division. Yeah, that might have been some of the worst left field play I've ever seen on that particular <laughs> ball. I don't know if you saw it, but he looked like he was running in circles, man. And, man, he just, I don't know who the guy was, whoever the left fielder was for the White Sox, but he looked like he just totally botched it. And then he fell into the net because it landed just a couple of feet from the foul pole, foul line. And, you know, it's like you got tangled in fishing wire practically. <laughs> it was brutal. I mean, when do you see an inside the parker to left field? Usually it's right center or right field and takes a crazy hop. But left field, I mean, obviously that's the shortest distance to home plate. But, man, that was a horrible play. Start back, start in, all tangled up. You well, know, usually the ball was, rolls yeah. away from you. You know, if it's in left field, maybe it hits in the corner and it, it skips past you back towards left center. But to just die out there, to just sit there like a golf ball, you teed up waiting for you. I'm here. Come pick me up anytime you're available. Yeah, it's a brutal play. Blowout of the night. That would be Cleveland taking down Cincinnati. 13 to nothing. Uh, Yikes. The Reds. Yikes. And Minnesota's seven-game win streak is over. Pittsburgh beat them 6-5. Oakland's bench coach Ryan Christensen apologized Thursday for unintentionally making a gesture resembling a Nazi salute following the A's 6-4 win over the Texas Rangers. Ended up being an elbow bump celebration with uh, coaches and players and somebody grabbed his arm and like, yeah, you could just see him like, you know what that looks like? You gotta bend your elbow when you do that. And then he was laughing, so now he's apologized. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right. Coming up, more on BYU and Navy. Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice for the Naval Academy. Navy's been up and down. They've had some bad years. They've had some good years. They're coming off a great year. How good are they going to be this year? We'll talk with Pete Medhurst next. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, coming up at 8 o'clock with the game coming up at 11 o'clock. And Brian Taylor, check in, PGA Championship, Real Golf Radio's Brian Taylor coming up at 8.30. Stay with us.